I'm just not really <laughs> scared like, or surprised I, by I live in a horror right? movie. And now, from the Elm Vault, with Gil, Levi, and Justin. Welcome to From the Bone Vault, coming to you live from below Midnight Lair. I'm Gil. And I'm Levi. And I'm Justin. And tonight, we talk about All Hallows Eve. <laughs> Scary noises. Scary noises. Okay. We're actually going to talk about uh, just kind of, we're doing another graveside chat. And we're going to do just a discussion about Halloween in the general sense. Um, this is probably going to be a rambling conversation, so strap in, folks. Um, guys, I'll just put the question. What, let's just start with, like, what's your best memory about Halloween? What what sticks out, like, when you think, that's my Halloween? I really don't do much Halloween stuff, to be honest. Really? Uh, yeah, never have. Um, I think the last time I dressed up for Halloween was probably still in grade school at that point. Oh, wow. I might have dressed up for a school thing uh, just because I went to a Catholic high school and we didn't have, like, we had uniforms. And so any excuse to not be in uniform was an excuse to dress however you could. I actually within reason. I actually went to Catholic school first through eighth grade. So, brother, I know. I absolutely yeah, know. Like, yeah, you, If they were like, you, you jumped on it. wear a costume and get out of this, you'd be like, oh, wear a pink shirt for Valentine's Day. You would do whatever it was to get out of <laughs> having to wear what you were required to wear, even if it was still kind of within the same type of clothing. I lived in an area also where there was not a neighborhood where you could walk door to door. It would be like a mile to walk between houses sometimes. So wow. trick-or-treating isn't really easily possible. And this was all through all through your childhood or just uh, around high school? When I was young, young, like seven and earlier... I could totally, you know, go out in the neighborhood and trick or treat. My brother took me. I think the only time I can really remember, I was Batman, and it was this was I was like five, six. <laughs> I'm imagining you that, in a Batman costume, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I just do not remember like any. I mean, I remember Halloween, but I don't like. Uh, I went to some Halloween parties and you know stuff like that in college, and I went, you know, went with friends to Halloween theme thing at a mall or something like that pj who was on the podcast last time and uh, on the special episode we did actually throws halloween parties or used to every year i've actually and, been to uh, one of his we pretty, had a good time that's right you were there you were slender man yep. yeah i mean they're they're really fun like it's it's just a lot of people drinking and playing games and you know eating food and stuff and hanging out that's awesome that's my kind of halloween <laughs> hell yeah no that's good that's a good nice. that's a good take on it what about you levi what's your memory on it um, well, I know one of my earliest memories was in, uh, I guess I had to be elementary school. Um, I was dressed up as, I think it was a pound puppy, but it was one of those <laughs> old costumes. It was just a plastic mask with a, basically, a a, a plastic, uh, what do you call that? A cup. That paint, a smock. Like the string? That had the oh. logo on it. Oh, like the, oh, like those the, the, like the dog costume, tag? Like the dog tag? Oh, like one of those smocks with the logo on the front? Yeah, oh my like, word. Yeah. Where it's it was like, like those blue overalls. Those Scooby Doo costumes where it's just like a Scooby mask and like a brown smock that just says like Scooby Doo in the front. Like. <laughs> right, yeah. That's one of my earliest <laughs> memories is walking so down the hallway, horrible. single file. Yeah. But I, I loved it. And um, I remember I had a Pound Puppies lunchbox too, so I must have been into Pound Puppies. But You were showing your um, age really hard there. I know. But, um, but I also have a really <laughs> uh, cool memory, I guess. I was dressed as a a werewolf one year 
and I ran up to my grandparents' house because we lived in kind of a small town and there weren't that many places to go trick-or-treating. We kind of just went to family friends' houses and then we ended up at my grandma's house. And I remember running up there and they had one of those big metal like dinner bells in their front yard and it was black and it was also dark. So I ran up and I ran right into that. And so I had a huge goose egg on my head underneath my spiked werewolf head. That sucked. That sounds but yeah, painful. Those are my most vivid childhood memories for sure. But uh, I have a good friend of mine whose birthday is very near Halloween. So when I was, I don't know, maybe 22 or so, um, a lot of my memories are going to his birthday parties and coming up with fun costume ideas. And that's what I've always liked about Halloween is the costumes. And, you know, you can get creative. You can do things that you know, anything you're interested in. I know some people feel like you should have scary costumes, but I always like to just try to be creative and make what I can and, and kind of assemble costumes with things that I have. No, I'm right there too. I, I, you know, growing up, I actually got to have my cousin Evan, um, as my constant companion. I mean, he and I are still like pretty much best friends and we had all the costumes. So when you talk about like the, the creativity and the costumes, between my mom, his mom, and our, our Aunt Janine, who for a while didn't have kids. Well, Evan and I were getting older, you know, a little older. And, you know, around, she was kind of that, that aunt that just doted on us. They made a mm-hmm. bunch of our costumes. Like when Power Rangers, the uh, Ninja, uh, uh, the Power Rangers movie came out and the Ninja costumes were out, we begged for those costumes, but they weren't out there. <laughs> so we got the gloves that were out. But then my mom and my aunts made me and Evan these baller uh, ninja costumes that look just you know like to us you look at old pictures and they were not the, the most well made but we we had these handmade costumes that no one else had and we're like we look awesome, awesome. we're ninjas we're all, and we had a blast um, yeah but beyond that I remember my, my first Halloween party that I ever went to was a um, when I was this was when I was still in Catholic school I actually got invited to a party and biggest nerd I was I was terrified so I, uh, the costume I went in was this Grim Reaper costume, and I had this massive, like, you know, the, the, the thin plastic pipe, but, like, the, the head of the axe was just huge, uh, and, like, if you went to swing it, the pipe would just snap in half now. I had one of those. I didn't have a sickle. So I showed up to this party, and I'm real nervous and everything, and they finally put on the Monster Mash, and they're doing this. For some reason, the parents there said, let's have these kids do, like, old 70s-style uh, 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 disco. Everybody line up and do a dance down the down the walkway thing. And I'm I'm in panic mode at this point because I got no rhythm. I'm young nerdy Gill, and <laughs> I bust out. I got this. So I whipped, flipped this axe around and I pretended to guitar and I Johnny be good down this thing. And everybody loses their mind. And then I ate shit at the end. I tripped and fell in oh, front of everybody. Big finish. And I totally busted my shit, but I got up laughing. Everybody had a good time, um, and it was it was good. It was my first actual like you know co-ed kind of party, um, but it wasn't to the point where everybody was like trying to sneak off and make out or stuff like that. It was still kids, right? But it was a good time, and those you know those two are the ones cool. that stick out to me. But yeah, you talk about the the creativity and costumes. Um, I guess that segues for me to what do you guys think about costumes when we were kids? Versus the rise of groups like Spirit Halloween providing these things that we never would have thought would have been available to adults, let alone kids. I mean, you said that they didn't have the ninja costume. I'm kind of shocked. I, I, I want to remember, I want to say I remember there being 
uh, ninja costumes for Power Rangers, but I might be thinking about after the show did their version of that, there might have been some more demand for it. Because, um, like, Power Rangers was a big thing from yeah for years when we were it, kids. Well, like, they it, had, it didn't die down. They had the gloves that you'd slip the gloves on, and then it, they had a little touch uh, thing in the thumbs to where when you touch your thumb together, you hear like that. You know the Power Rangers swish when they talked? Like when they emoted, it was... <laughs> oh, it was, no, you mean when they would do like the hand motions? Be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> over there, dude. Did you fall down? It was are like, you, okay. why are you doing speaking kata all the time? Like, <laughs> speaking kata. Yeah, I, I remember that. I do remember those gloves too, and I remember like really wanting them but like i was like a power rangers maniac as a kid so like i i went from the ninja turtles to power rangers and and all that stuff was was really big so those were always good costumes and you know we had costumes you bought from walmart or from like target or something and they they were always a little lame and i think (laughs) that um spirit halloween like what they do well is they offer parts of things yes that Mm -hmm. you can easily turn into other things and yeah. they offer do they also do like the full person costumes because like let's be honest not everybody has like the crafting ability or the time to run around and make a costume from scratch, but I right. think that what's really changed uh, costumes for Halloween more than anything and this is going to probably be like a weird segue direction to take this in is uh, the rise of like cosplaying as a hobby. Oh, I would agree. Made I would definitely agree. Easier to get a hold of. Because, like, you know, cosplay is is prevalent enough now that there's a convention almost every month if you look at, you know, the whole U.S. And if you're living in an area like Houston or San Antonio or New York or L.A., you get your conventions kind of grouped around the summer and the early fall and grouped around spring some. And so there's enough costumes floating around from that and enough demand for that stuff the costumes have just gotten better. And I've seen some costumes that defy all logic as far as, like, the cost put into these things. There was, a, yes. there was this Korean yeah, dude yes. that has an Iron Man costume. And the costume, it looks like it's made of real metal. Oh, you're it talking about the one like, that has well, the, the uh, pneumatics in the, in, the, uh, in the helmet that'll have it open up like it does in the film? Well, yeah, the helmet will open up. He has, like, uh, like air tanks inside the costume, like little CO2 tanks like you'd use for paintball guns. That's insane. And it will open the helmet up, and then he can also flare out, like, I don't know if you remember this, but in older Iron Man movies, like Iron Man 1 and 2, if he had a missile fired at him, he had, like, um, oh, the f- flares. the flak, yeah, that flak flares. Yeah, and the flares would open up on the sides of the shoulders. He has those shoulders that open up like that. Oh, that's amazing. And it's, I mean, nice. it's it's an amazing costume. It has the, it has the glowing chest plate with the arc, re- the arc reactor in it. And, I mean, this thing looks real. And I've seen some other ones. Like, I, I made friends with a few cosplayers uh, in here in town. And a few of them are actually relatively amazing when you look at, like, what they're making versus what yeah. they're spending to do it. And so I think that that really changed um, that the Halloween thing because a lot of people on Halloween, like, there was that stage of Halloween where it was, like, it was a kid's thing. And if you were an adult and you did Halloween, you were weird or quirky or whatever. Right, And right. then there was that, that time in the late 90s, early 2000s when that sexy costume boom happened. Wait, Man, I'm not like really, hold on. Full stop. You just made the best quasi alliteration I've ever heard. The sexy costume boom—that was the best. Okay, move on. I just that, had to call that, that out. I mean, <laughs> that—that's the thing. That's the thing that happened. Like, oh, it I mean, did. That was a. 
it was a huge deal. It's it's kind of a joke now. Like we talk about, like oh, this person's a sexy judge or it's sexy Doctor House. There's like, some those really bad around. stuff. Like there's there's oh. sexy Border Patrol now, and there's sexy. Oh, I've seen like oh it's I've so seen, bad. Like, sexy Jesus. I've seen. <laughs> so there's a sexy Trump or two this year. Well, no, the sexy uh, Jesus was just a dude on. in, like, a red sash. All right, here we go. Open up internet, <laughs> search word on Spirit Halloween <laughs> Trump, and let's have a look. I doubt there's a sexy Trump there. It's oh. probably just, like, a regular Trump mask. No, but they do have the uh, <laughs> the presidential piggyback costume. There you go. But, oh, but there was a uh, the sexy Jesus guy was just wearing, like, a red sash, bare-chested, like, with, like, a sort of, like, a... Um, you know, like a white skirt type thing. So and, sexy I mean, equals naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're a, a guy, you're a dude, it, it basically shirtless. just means shirtless. Yeah. And when you're a girl, it's just as little clothes as possible you can get on. <laughs> and I honestly, people complain about it and act like it ruins the holiday for them. Honestly, I don't really care that much. Like it doesn't bother me. No, I guess because I'm not I, that invested in Halloween. I think it's. I don't actually see that many people in those costumes. Of course, I don't go to a lot of parties. I was just I mean, about to say, yeah, you, now, you gotta, you we're, gotta go. We're to too parties. old for it at this point. Like we're too old for that group to be around. Yeah, we are. In our like age. Yeah. women our age are just not pulling that sort of stuff typically. <laughs> like you know, men our age are are typically also not going to just be like I'm going to go bare chested everywhere. And yeah. you know, you know. get those like gym rat dudes. You need to you need to hang even, out with me more they don't often. Do that. No, I'm kidding. I don't go bare chest. <laughs> yeah, sure. I barely wear but shorts I mean, to places, let alone. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever seen Gil in shorts except for like around this house. I don't have legs. I, I don't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just like like no legs. It's just no just legs. Pants covered no legs. Up. Just pants all the time. <laughs> pants twenty four seven. You ain't got no legs. <laughs> we used. To, I want to say we went to uh, a bar one time, Gil, near Halloween, and there was some costuming there, and we saw some of those like sexy hot costume style things. Yeah, but what's what what kills me about that is like, it's far and few between that I see the sexy costume and the testosterone starts filling the brain and and that kind of thing where it's like, oh, check her out. Most times I look at it and go, what the fuck was she thinking? What is that? Because oh no, I mean, there's sometimes where I just like applaud the the boldness of what they're making a sexy costume out of. Right. Yeah. Um, some of my favorites have been uh, a sexy sexy Gundam, which <laughs> was like <laughs> just a girl wearing like the Gundam style like helmet and arms pads. Oh, and just she was just like in a bikini. Oh, I'm so I'm like, so, I I'm so like the stupid. sexy stormtroopers. I'm so stupid and out of t- oh that that's pretty terrible too. He said Gundam. My brain heard Gognum. Because I thought he was saying sexy uh, Gognum style, and I thought he was talking about like a girl in like a sexy version of uh, Psy. Psy? <laughs> yeah. Maybe like three years ago that would have been a thing, <laughs> but I don't think anyone even, like, I, I think that it's even weird you remembered that song when I mentioned <laughs> anything else. Like, if I say Gognum style, you'd be like, huh? What do you, th- oh, that, that, that thing, that's that right. That thing, that, that was happened. a thing. I should not call out and act like I remember. <clears throat> well, that's another thing I feel like in the past... I don't know, maybe 10 years is the sort of recent news costumes that come out at uh, Halloween, you know, or like political costumes. It seems like that's that's really taken hold in like the last 10 years. I think people like, you know, think that they're making a statement or something with it or or just or the complete reverse. It's like the ultimate troll. I'm going to show up in this costume. It's like, okay, we get get it. We get it. We know. (laughs) I mean, some of them are creative and. It's kind of fun. I like the uh, ones that are plays on words. I can't think of any right now, but I those are always always make me laugh. I don't think that it's a new thing. I remember there being like Clinton masks and 
Um, well, yeah, it's certainly not new, but I feel like um, people latch onto it more with the internet. Yeah. Like people dressed up as the gold Whoa. or blue Oh, dress. God, that thing. Why? Can we just not bring up any more of those things that only existed Dude, for like five memes. seconds? Hey, memes are the thing. It's it's that nice little quick stop the, stop in and get get, yeah, get some dress french up fries. As memes the, now. the dress yeah. is not a meme, though. The dress is, the dress is bullshit. It, like, I, I got so mad manic. about that. Well, I got it so mad about meme. that because it was one of those things where my roommate comes in the room and she goes, oh, this dress, have you seen this? And she shows it to us and we all go, oh, it's this color. And then she's like, yeah, but it's really this color. It's just a bad photo. We look at it for a second and go, yeah, it's just someone's shit at taking photos where they own a bad phone. <laughs> and then we just dropped it. And then the next day, the world exploded. Everybody was just yeah. like going on about this dress. I saw people with tattoos of that dress. I That's The dress is calls. in Just Cause 3. Like, Just Cause 3 is a spot where you can find someone wearing that dress. That's it, awesome. Actually, no, it's two girls. It's two women on either side of a building. And one has on a, one set of colors and the other has on the other <laughs> set of colors. And, like, that awesome. sort of thing doesn't bother me as much because it's not, it's not so blatant. But it's one of those things where it's like there are memes that have staying power and that have, like, purpose. They make sense. Like, they have a place in the universe and they can serve a purpose. Like... A, like, like the word meme is only, like, 50, 40 years old. It's, like, from the 70s, I think. But the actual, like, idea on the Internet, when we first started using memes, is they had a purpose. Like, we yeah. would, you would say something, and a person would put a meme in there to well, respond or to, to show an emotion. The dress doesn't do those things. Here's, to, to bring it back to Halloween, but along this same thread of, of memes and things that get popular like that, what about this really huge, even before the movie that you're going to immediately think of, what about this huge resurgence with clowns and clown costumes and this massive spike in the creepy clown or scary clown being a popular thing? Because I do remember, again, when I was younger, um, seeing it in the movie theater, but I don't remember it ever being as popular as it is now. So, I mean, it, Are you it like, a TV movie? The original TV, was original a little, TV movie. That yeah. was a little bit back, though. Like that, we were kid kids when that came out. Yeah, but, but I'm, you know, I try to think of a point where when did... Like, because we had that that whole clown sighting thing within the last what year and a half, two years. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Every time someone brings that up, I think of Jason Manzoukas <laughs> and his. <laughs> he he swore up and down as a child um, that there was clowns taking kids in his neighborhood, and this was an old joke on 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 the podcast How Did This Get Made, where they all were like, "That's not a thing. That's a thing that you made up." And so, like mm-hmm. this past year, when that started happening again, that was the first thing I thought of was that he had said this had happened before. Yeah, he felt and he felt vindicated uh, as fuck. <laughs> I I think that one of the reasons why you saw that that resurgence of that was clowns are one of those things where. They're made for children, and they're scary if you think about them the wrong way. And I don't well, think it's necessarily just clowns. I think it's I think just any, the idea. But anything could be that way. The doctor could be scary. Uh, firefighters could be scary. Uh, you know, well, reason like why that. I say like like reason why I say that about like, but we've seen scary doctors and we've seen scary firefighters and stuff like that too. Um, but reason why I say the clowns thing is such an easy one to latch onto because it's just. It's because of the way it is such a it, it is a very old book and old movie at this point. It's ingrained in the public consciousness to the degree that I don't think you can separate those two things from each other. You're still talking. It's just still like talking the, about it. Yeah, oh, okay. I, that's what I said. It. Yeah, and I, I think that the shower scene in Psycho is the same way. I think that that's such an ingrained thing. I've never even seen Psycho, but I literally <laughs> know that shower scene, and like everyone knows that thing. 
And, you know, even without seeing it, I think that that's an ingrained cultural hitching post for people right. to, to come from. And then on top of that, you mentioned the doctor, and I thought Doctor Who. Like, Doctor Who has made a basic career in the last few years out of turning things that shouldn't be scary, scary, mm-hmm. or making concepts that kids think are scary, scarier than they should be for adults. And I think that's just a popular thing to do now. Not really a mean necessarily, but it's more of a, it's just an easy way to get people who... For the first time in history, you have a group of people who grew up with the internet kind of towards the end of their their growing up and television, and we grew up with a much more focused TV set of channels than they have now. And so for like probably the last time in history, you have people who experience the same cultural moments more Mm -hmm. often, and it's easier to make that group scared of the same things because they have the same set of experiences to draw from. Yeah, I never thought about that, but you're right. Damn, Justin, and also, you got insightful. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like clowns, even outside of the book or the movie It, they're in sort of a grotesque, uncanny valley where they're kind of human, but they're not. And they're someone... <laughs> Teeny clowns listening, them. Levi does not speak for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the, the reason some people don't like clowns, maybe besides movies like It, are because... It's a person dressed up as something that's supposed to be a person that's supposed to be happy. <laughs> no, I see I see what you mean. I see what you mean. It's something that you're yeah. supposed to be associated in a specific way, but it can be turned on its head. You add some blood splatter and it's like, oh, that's that's something that should be nice and kind and fun and it's terrifying. Right. I mean, or you if think the, back, the clown is just laughing too much, like the Joker. You think you know, back, right, though, the clown like, just yeah, like you, you just said it. The Joker is a really old example. That that predates it by like thirty years. And if you look back over the course of you know American history, we have made clowns scary. Yeah, ever, a lot. Like uh, that terrible old game that we all played, Twisted Metal. Uh, sweet tooth. Sweet tooth. Uh, sweet tooth. Yeah. And um, you know we had. Uh, there were people scared of that Jack in the Box Jack uh, thing, Jack, Jack from well, Jack in the Box the there, restaurant. There was uh, a commercial I want to say '30s or '40s that a uh, cereal commercial that started off with this terrifying clown, his old black and white, <laughs> and his head was in this little box. And he goes, "Hello, kids!" And I'm like, "Ah!" Let <laughs> <laughs> me see if I can find that clip and send it to you guys, and you can take a look. Maybe we can line it in the show notes to uh, we'll scare s- some people. And speaking of clowns and, and terribly relevant things, uh, I've been watching the most recent season of American Horror Story. Uh, have either one of you guys been watching no, it? No, no, I've been meaning to. I, I, I'm like, I'm 50-50 on it because I don't know if I want to watch it now or if I want to um, watch it when uh, uh, after it's like complete and then I can come back and watch the whole thing. I'm like, mm. Right. And they also I, had to do the editing on it, too, so... Yeah. And, yeah, from what I heard, Ryan Murphy just said, out of respect of the victims and the victims' families, they didn't show the um, on-screen violence. And I watched it on demand, and I heard that the on-demand wasn't edited down. And the funny thing is, um, I didn't find it super disturbing. But oh, it never in is. Season, but, no, in season one of American Horror Story, they had a... Uh, sequence that was very similar to Columbine, and that uh, but, was super disturbing for but me. But that's what I'm saying is that like, <clears throat> Pete, like I get that he's saying it, it, I'm get that he's like I care about this, but my problem more is that like we don't care the other times. And yeah, I think maybe what you're touching upon is just not uh, not seeing this issue at all, right? Or addressing it, 
which yeah, I feel like is a separate issue. And I also feel like though that like whenever I feel like it's edited out, it never is as bad as I, as you expect it to be. Like you expect it to be like right. this huge deal. Like there like the one on Buffy was there's an episode where she gets psychic powers and she hears someone say that they're gonna they're gonna kill everybody at the school or by this time tomorrow everybody would be dead. And so they all go on an investigation to figure out who said this thing after they get rid of well, uh while trying to get rid of her powers to hear everybody's And mind. she fights the lunch lady that turns into a man. Well, yeah, but remember before that <laughs> they suspected it was the kid. What? You don't remember? No, that she episode? fights a lunch lady and in the fight sequence there's clearly a man in a wig. Uh, oh. oh my god! Fighting, doing right. the stunts. So I have to redirect us again. Let's let, let's <laughs> kick it back to Halloween. Men in wigs. <laughs> Men in wigs. Um, so you brought up Buffy, and that actually got me to thinking. I was trying to find a spot to interject, but when you talk about you know Buffy American Horror Story, there's different iconic, um, scary things or scary personas that are in there. The va- classic vampire, demons, and things that exist in that. In American Horror Story, it's a uh, uh, psychos or people that are mentally disturbed or people that, you know, a cult that's very scary. When you were younger, what was that thing that scared you? Or even now, even now, what's what's the thing? It could be either one or it could be both. What really got you as a kid, like just scared the shit out of you? Because, I mean, that's a Halloween thing to be scared. Uh, I honestly can't point to anything in particular. I was actually a pretty skittish child. and So like um, everything. I'm not saying a lot of stuff scared me, but <laughs> um, I, I wasn't that into like horror movies until I was older. And I I know it's cheesy, but I was just scared of the dark, honestly. What's well, valid. <laughs> I was scared of the unknown stuff out there that might get me. And I had some sort of weird fear of, uh, I don't know what it is, but I used to have a recurring dream that everyone around me was uh, kind of like, the pod people, you know, they weren't actually the people I thought they were. So uncanny valley to the extreme for you. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And that's that why I understand like a, people a whole being therapy afraid of session thing. It's like <laughs> I don't have those dreams anymore, like... so I guess I'm better. <laughs> You're cured. <laughs> but now, like now, I don't really. I've watched so many like horror movies, and I mean, the, not to be this way, but the world is the way it is now. I, I'm just not really <laughs> like, scared or surprised. I by live it. in a horror right? movie. It's the scariest yeah. thing. Yeah, and a plot of one of these fucking films. Not to get d- d- I mean, derailed again, but people have been talking about American Horror Story cult being very ridiculous. But it's funny because we live in a world where Trump is president, and anything that happens in that show, yeah, it it kind of revolves around that because the show revolves around the election and and how how things got to the way they are and how people feel about it. Yeah, I can't. And, dis- I can't disagree. I really can't. I mean, I mean, not to drag it down that far. But, like, people don't seem to understand how cults work and why they work. And it's, it's not that people are stupid, necessarily, that gets them roped in. It's, it's a very distinct sort of pattern of speaking. It's almost like hypnotism. People don't think it works or think it's all fake until it happens to them. Mm-hmm. And, like, the cult thing is like, is, like, is like group hypnotism. It's a very high-scale thing. And when you get people who are involved in, like you know, a riot or a crime. And then they come back later and go, oh, I never thought I'd do that sort of thing. I don't know what, what came over mm-hmm. me. We just all got, and that's, that's the kind of thing that happens that, that people don't seem to get about that. So it may seem unrealistic, but at a lot of the time, like it's unrealistic until you read about like Jonestown or like, you know, right. any one of those things. And, um, it, it, well, it specifically, does 
Well, specifically, I don't want to get too far off on this because we're already off track, as we do all the time. Welcome to but, From um, the Bone Vault, guys, where we take <laughs> we don't take the road less traveled. We take every road. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, some of the things that they that people were taking issue at are there are very extreme examples of liberals and Trump supporters, and everyone is a satirical look at a portion of um, a, a slice of American political uh, ideology. And I, I just think it's funny that this is in the backdrop of what's currently happening in the world. I'm not going to list out everything because everyone listening knows what I'm talking about, that things that have happened in the last few years that I thought I would never see happening in this country. I, yeah. I think, I think that people, I think that one of the problems also is that a lot of these shows, they, they shoot for a, a, you know, a message and the message requires them to push the boundary really far on what's happening and as reality starts to push further that way, it's harder for a show to push that way too and make its point because right. you're you're kind of like a lobster that's being a frog that's been set in water that's turned up slowly because right. you don't really see right. it anymore. So you, and I, I said that about Simpsons. Yeah, like people were mm-hmm. like, Simpsons is bad now. No, it's not bad. Simpsons has to ramp its like ridiculousness up now because like reality's gotten so ridiculous that Simpsons, like if they were where they were like ten years ago, it would look weird, <laughs> like normal. You'd be like, oh, that's not that right. weird, you know, whatever. Well, but I think that's. Uh, a le- I think the, uh, those points are legitimately something that ties back to things that scare us. Scare you. They they really oh, do. Yeah, that's true. No, no, they really do. I mean, do but you mentioned like monsters and stuff. Well, but, I, but I, I think it's an absolutely valid thing nuclear to war. look at the yeah the threat of of what really could be. I mean, you look at there's um, look at the hills have eyes. That movie is about um, uh, I, if I could be off a little bit here. I, I can't remember whether it was inbreeding or if it was actual like nuclear. Uh, I think it was nuclear testing. It, I think yeah, it was, it's yeah. like it's like uh, that that island out there on the east coast that they did the nuclear three, test three, near Three Mile Island. Yeah, I think that's what it's Nine Mile Island, something like that. Three Mile. It's on. It's it's uh, some single digit number. Number mile Number Mile Island. There we go. Uh, there's an episode <laughs> of uh, there's an episode of a lot of shows where they do that thing. Like uh, there's a an X Files episode where they meet that inbred family. That's a really mm-hmm. creepy episode. It's a black and white episode. Right. And they got the moms like on that cart because she has no legs because she's all inbred, and they're like all yeah. fucking with their mom and making more kids. That shit fucked me up when I was a kid. And um, yeah. there's, a, there's an episode of Supernatural which is also like in the same vein. I want to say they just saw that X Files and they're like, "Let's do that too." <laughs> and they, they go to a house that they think is haunted, and there's a, a mom or something. They leave her in a room. And they put a circle of salt around her because in the show, the circle of salt keeps the ghost out. And it's never not worked. Like, it's literally never not worked. Even on, like, demons, if you put salt around you, unless it's, like, Satan himself, he's not getting through there. And so they put a circle of salt around her. And they're like, hey, don't move. Just don't break the circle. She can't get you. And they're watching the girl move across the room. And she reaches through the circle. And they're like, what the fuck? And so they start freaking out. And they, like kick her or something and get away and they realize that she's not a ghost she's like an actual like just a girl just a in bed lived in bed crazy person yeah yeah it's like this guy had two twin daughters and they were living in the in like a, a cellar and he like dropped food down to them and i think Jeez. he died and they were like fair it was crazy and like a new family moved in the house and they were like killing people trying to keep them out of their house and eating rats and i mean what? those sort of what things are hell? scary 
Well, I mean, yeah, but it was supernatural. And so, like, this episode doesn't have anything supernatural on it. It's just these two girls live in this wall, and they're protecting their home from these intruders. And they kill, like, half this family before Sam and Dean figure out what's going on. <laughs> and they're just offing these kids because... Uh, Back then, they didn't have as many moral quandaries in that show. They weren't, like, hung up on just shooting somebody. From the bone vault. <laughs> Pretty much. We were and talking about Halloween. We were there. Aliens. Aliens are scary, too. I think I'm scared of aliens because <laughs> aliens are weird. I used to get scared of X-Files a lot. Really? That that show messed you up. Well, there was some pretty creepy stuff in it. I'm not gonna. There's one episode. There's one episode that I I distinctly remember. It made me quit watching the show. It's in season three or four, and it's the episode where they find the chip in Scully's neck and she scans it on the checkout scanner at the grocery store. Later in that episode, there's a bunch of aliens like behind like a a wall or like a paper, and you see their shadows moving and they're like clambering around. That shit fucked mm. me up. Like, just talking about it fucked me up, like, right now. And so um, <laughs> I quit watching that show for, like, two seasons and came back in, like, season five and then caught up on it. But, yeah, like, I like Aliens messed me up. There's, a, there's another movie with uh, the girl from Fifth Element. I can't remember her name. And um, she's, oh she's like, Oh, my God, in you said it. Like Dallas Multipass? Yeah. Yes. Mila Jovovich. <laughs> Meliovas, yeah, and she I almost said Lily Sobleski, like way off, <laughs> and um, she's in Nome, Alaska, and there's like these these uh, psychiatric cases of people getting taken by aliens, and seeing oh, yeah. they saw an, an owl outside, and they're like, it's not an owl. Yeah. I remember in the, I remember I was on a date in the theater, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this is the scariest thing. Well, have you ever seen Fire in the Sky? No, oh, I, I won't that watch that. That is shit. a messed up movie. Like, those sorts of things and demons, both those things fuck me up because it's like, I'm not saying I believe in demons, but I also don't want to be the person to find out demons exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Like, I don't that fuck with Ouija chance boards. That 1% is too much. Like, they showed us Exorcist in school. This is another Catholic school tradition right here. Wow, They really? made us watch the Exorcist Dude, in school. That's insane. If they we're going like, to get there, hold on. If we're going there, Exorcist was a genuinely horrifically scary movie. That. Because it's based on a true story. That's the scariest part of it. Like, there's a little bit of documentation out there that that shit might have happened, and you're like, what the fuck? What happened? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know like, that. Like, if you want to be scared, yeah, well, it was, a, it was a boy in the story, but if you want to be scared, just know that the Catholic Church actually has certain priests designated to do exorcisms. They still have those. Wow. They still go around and do those, do, do that shit. On top of that... Their vetting for exorcisms is not just they go in and they're like, oh, this person's got a demon in them. They have like an extensive psychiatric background check on the person. So they don't just go and do it. So if they're still doing those things, something is going on to, to them at least. Right. And number two, on top of that, like there are a lot of weird things that have to do with like people speaking in languages they couldn't have known. Oh, like, man, a, no. Speaking in tongues, that's something that creeps me the hell out. Ugh. Speaking in tongues has been kind of bastardized by, like, weird churches that just people get up there and go babble and blabbermouth. But, like, there, there's been cases of people who, who got a hit on the head and they speak in French now. Never left the United States, don't have any sort of connection to France that would teach them the language. Right. And you're like, well, those languages aren't just in our brain. We have to learn to talk. So what the fuck are they speaking? And that sort of shit creeps me out, not because it, I think, oh, it's all demons, but I think because it doesn't make sense. 
Well, I, I think um, I think part of that keeps back to what we were talking about earlier about real world fears. I mean, it, it could I mean, that's fear of what could happen to you, because if you were to take a head injury and all of a sudden you're, you change speaking in French, <laughs> I mean, our podcast would change. That's for sure. Uh, you get a head injury. And you become Stefan from the. Uh, from France, so. Oh, my God. Um, like it's it's also it's it's got to do with like the idea that we can't like we're we're really big on science like most of us are anyway we we believe science we believe the earth is round we believe you know how old the universe is and we can prove why you know water is the way water is and i can i can confidently say that at least yes the three people on this podcast would agree with everything you just said yes (laughs) well what what i'm saying is that like we we're we're so ingrained in science in the world like the world runs on science and so when science can't explain something and not only when it can't explain it but when the thing it's happening defies what we know about science and kind of upsets it it makes it a little scary you know i could no i would Mm -hmm. agree with that i would agree with that um, the and not to harp thing. on a point, but our uh, commander in chief doesn't believe in science, so <laughs> that's what scares me. That's kind of scary. The, but I think <laughs> even he, like I think the thing is that like he says he doesn't, but even he believes in science to a degree. Like I think the thing is that people don't like to admit how they depend on science, but everybody runs studies and does things that science tells them to do when it's a threat to them. And the reason why I but, say that is because, like, you know, you can you can go to the doctor. Like, if you were to go to the doctor and the doctor were to tell him, hey, you have a rash, you need to cut this rash off, he would probably do it. But when you go to the doctor and you have a rash and you have this weird disease and they run all these tests on you and they go, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, you know, scary. what do you do then? And my, my niece had that same thing happen. She was in the hospital for two days, covered in a rash, sick as a dog. They do all these tests. They don't know what, what it was. And it just went away on its own. And you're like, what the fuck was that? And so that sort of thing still happens in the day and age when we're talking about man's space flight to Mars. We can't always tell what a person has inside their body with microscopes and blood tests. And, right. And so that science sort of is never complete. Is, science not, is just it, observing. It's, it's things not just complete. Exist. It's just there's a lot of weird shit that when you hear it about science, you go, "Well, that's scary as fuck." <laughs> like, um, right? I can't say no. I can't. And say as a skeptic, that's, that's yeah. That's why I, could, I have to. I like to be pretty careful to um, wade into science. those waters. <laughs> no, but to wade into the waters of things that um, are unexplained being possibly supernatural or something. Because I'm a very skeptic-minded person, and I, I don't believe in ghosts. And <clears throat> I think it's very unlikely that we've had aliens visit the Earth, uh, that type of thing. Well, shit, so I'm, I'm a very did, they, they scientifically skeptical person. I can, tell you, I can tell you right <laughs> now that if you speak to people in the Air Force and military in like the Vietnam era, late World War II era, like 60s, 70s, almost all of them you will speak to have some weird-ass alien story. From people saying things like they had a thing, an object on radar, they fired missiles at, and it just backed out of the range and came back in and was looking at them. Yeah, but I wonder if some of that's like a group. I don't want to say group psychosis, but more of uh, someone told them the story and they want to keep going on TV. So man, these are people. These are firsthand accounts. These are firsthand accounts. It wasn't moving in a way that you can move with a man's uh, space, uh, a manned aircraft, because the the G force would knock a person out. And, you know, when, when, they, when they fired the first time and he said it didn't go out there and hit it, he said, leave that shit alone. We don't know what that is, and they're not doing anything to us yet, so don't, don't fuck with it anymore. But 
you know, just watch it, make sure it doesn't come any closer. <laughs> but like right. that sort of thing happens sometimes. And I think that there's some validity to it. I don't think it's as, as, as common as everybody thinks it is, you know, that Billy Bob got taken out of his field. You know, I don't think aliens you give a shit believe, what Billy Bob's wait, doing. you don't believe Billy Bob? <laughs> I don't believe, Man. I don't believe, I don't believe a guy making that moonshine. That would explain why his, his daughter's basement. the way he is. Yeah. yeah. My daughter's got alien blood in her. Sure she does. Sure she does. No, no, she has uh, the. Never mind. Not gonna. She go has there. your cousin's blood in her. Let's be honest. Duh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, wow. That's but, the true um, scary thing. The scariest thing. But but uh, <laughs> the actual like like there's just a, like space stuff in general is scary. I, I, I've said this before. When I get drunk, I'm scared yeah. of space. And uh, <laughs> Gil's heard this before. I have. I have this. All right, go ahead, Jay. It's it's just. Like, there's so much stuff happening. We had an asteroid pass right by the Earth today, like, within, like, 20,000 <laughs> miles of the planet. That's scary as shit. That's, like, right outside of uh, satellite orbit area. Uh, one of the things I heard that was creepier, and I really don't know where to look this up again to show anybody, but it was, a, uh, it was something to do with, like, them watching space and there being these flashes. If a nuclear bomb goes off on the planet anywhere, there's a flash in outer space that you can detect, like a flash of radiation. And so the flash mm-hmm. is visible to certain spectrums of light and stuff. And when we sent a satellite up the first time, we were looking for those from the Russians, and they kept happening. And, you know, we checked, and the Russians weren't doing anything, so they kept happening. And eventually we found out that they were happening from out in space, and what they are is there's these just waves that pass over the planet periodically, and they're like nuclear energy waves. And you're like, that's fucked up. And, you know, there's other things that we've noticed since we've been watching space. Um, there, if you look at long exposure footage of space, there's like a dot sometimes on the screen. Like they were saying that those dots could be something touching our plane of reality that's from another higher plane, like a fourth dimension plane where it like, you know, if you put your finger on a two dimensional surface, when your finger intercepts it, anything that was in that surface could see your finger. Wow. Same idea. I'm like, well, what the fuck are those dots? Like, what's happening out there? <laughs> and so, like, that sort of thing is Middle scary as shit. Middle of the night, shit. he sits up in his bed. What are the dots? What are yeah, the dots? Yeah, that, that sort of thing is scary <laughs> as shit. Like, it's it's just worrying. Uh, well, I think it comes, it comes back. It's fear of the unknown. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to mention one of my favorite uh, short stories is Kaleidoscope by uh, Ray Bradbury. I don't know if either of you are familiar with it. I know of it. Um, I haven't read it. So give us a lowdown. It's similar to gravity in that these people are on a, a spaceship and it gets blown apart by asteroids or little metal Rocks. flying through space and whatnot. Yeah. Their spaceship gets blown apart and these people are drifting slowly up, apart from each other and they can't stop themselves because they're in space. And eventually their communications go out and the story ends with, uh, I think it's a mom walking with her son. He's like, hey, look, mom, it's a shooting star. And it's actually the person entering the atmosphere. And it's to me, it's one of the most frightening and beautiful stories I've ever read. And talking about things that freak me out. I know I'm never going to be in this situation probably, but like floating through space with nothing to stop you, contained in something that keeps you alive, that freaks me the heck out and also the story deals with them losing communication and that's got to be a total mind cluster because i I mean you know you're just floating through space and the only voice that you'll ever hear again just goes away would you ever get into a sensory deprivation tank or does the thought of that spook you too i would like to try it um to see what it would be like 
Yeah, yeah. And it, like I would feel safe. Maybe something like Altered States would happen. I could oh, take God, some LSD that movie. and go in there. Have you seen Altered <laughs> that's States? That's one we Justin? need to tackle. No. Oh, that would uh, be an amazing one. Yeah, that's We a had great planned film. on watching it anyway, but if you haven't seen it, I think it's definitely one we should. I was going to say that um, there's there's that uh, that weird cryotherapy going on, and it's a little scary oh, to yeah. me. But it also like is intriguing because I see celebrities saying that like you feel like invigorated, and not celebrities. It's who, also like, BS, man. Well, it's not BS celebrities who usually dangerous. say that stuff. Though it's like celebrities like Hannibal Burris was saying it was like invigorating, and it's really yeah, cheap, man. Too. But it's like twenty five. Definitely bucks. look into the science. Definitely look into the science first because you can get hurt really badly. Oh yeah, I'm sure you can. It. But like, it's, because you got hack job people out there going, yeah, we can do cryo, and then they're just dumping fucking dry ice on your toes. They and don't. Shit. They don't. And dump. as I understand it, it's not supported by science at all. Like from what I've seen, what it does. basically is just they put you into like a big like metal trash can looking deal for thirty seconds mm-hmm. up to like the chest. And it just pumps in, like, sub-zero air around you. So I it mean, would be like standing outside nude for you know, 30 you, seconds. You could take a really cold shower. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, man. Our water doesn't get that cold here. Like, it is, it's too hot here for that shit. Our water stays take a nice pretty bath. much. <laughs> I used to take cold showers all the time. So it's not like it's any, like, when you're in Boy Scouts, you take cold showers. Because, so know, that's all there is. I'll, I'll circle the conversation back because we are getting toward it. Just about the hour mark. So this may take a little bit. Um, I don't know that we've ever actually handled something else that's a Halloween tradition for me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, pull my dick out. Uh, No, shut up. Uh, If it's when we talk about horror hosts and kind of where this show originated, because this podcast was a uh, originated as a method to help propagate and uh, likewise the show propagate. Midnight Layer, the horror host show that Levi and I are working on. It's kind of where the inception of this idea came from, is a content generation. And um, I'm always curious as to if, if anyone else grew up with a horror host, because they would always do a big to-do on Halloween. Um, and it's kind of a spooky tradition to you know watch horror movies late at night like that. And my cousin and Evan and I did. We watched Morgus. That was our guy in Louisiana, Morgus the Magnificent, who had this real cool hunched posture, and when he'd come on, he'd be like, oh, hello, friends of science. And he had this real uh, <laughs> uh, fun personality. But he showed some pretty scary-ass movies. Um, who did you guys grow up with? Who did you have that, besides your, your family that showed you movies, did you have a horror host that you ever watched? Well, the closest thing I had was when I was a little bit older, I saw Joe Bob Briggs on, like, TBS or TNT or T- whatever he was TNT. on. TNT. He was on Monster Vision. TNT. Yeah. And I, I always remembered he had, like, the death counts, the death... Three severed heads, two limbs missing, three boobs. Okay, so that sounds actually pretty awesome. Oh, he was Um, amazing, Justin. Dude, you should look him up. I I know of a YouTube channel that has pretty much all of his content. Yes, it is the best. It is the best. Um, And he's actually from the area I live in now. Really? Dallas. He was born here. Oh, you're in in Dallas. Yeah. Okay, yep. I was like, I thought you were. I keep thinking you were in Tyler, but uh... no, that's Keith. No, that's Keith. Yeah, okay. Keith's in Tyler. Keith, the gentleman playing Gravesley on Midnight Lair. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, the obvious one everybody always says is probably Elvira because she oh, yeah. mm-hmm. was around till recently, and I used to watch her eh, periodically. Uh, Mystery Science Theater is the least is probably a less obvious um, answer, but it that's that's what it did. I mean, the early yeah. Mystery Science Theater shit is exclu- pretty exclusively terrible horror. Like the Creeping Terror or well, because Skydivers. Those, those were public domain movies that they could just crank out content with. That's where they started. They're public, all local public, they're public domain like movies because nobody wanted to watch those movies. Because <laughs> some of the ones that I had, 
I have some copies of those older movies they did, not the newer stuff. And yeah. some of them are from the early 90s, like um, Time Machine, I think is what it was called, Time Chasers. That's a 1990-91 movie? I mean, they got really? a hold of that. Oh, yeah, the people who made Time Chasers were super proud of that, and they were, like, asking them <laughs> what they thought. Uh, we think it's garbage because it's garbage. <laughs> it's such a bad film. And um, I grew up, I, I think that was my exposure to, like, old horror. It was like that, you know, that pulp horror sort of stuff, Mant or just other, like, creature feature movies or terrible giant monster shit. I don't mean like Godzilla. I mean like you know worse like, than Godzilla. Right, creature from the from ten ten thousand de- uh, depths or feet or whatever. Uh, but I mean, it, like and 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 it's you you learn the riff from that too because you you grew up in mystery science theater and then that was how you related to people who were watching a shit film with you is that you talked about it. Right. I almost got mm-hmm. put out of the movie Crash for talking because the movie's a piece of shit. And, um, <laughs> a horror know, movie remember, in its own right. <laughs> yeah, a horror movie in that it was horrible to sit there and see it even though it was free. Um, I remember that like uh, we were seeing Godzilla at some, some sort of Godzilla like there was like a Godzilla like showing thing at some theater and they had like what movies were playing what days and I was looking at the posters and I was like who the fuck keeps building this robot like Mecha Godzilla <laughs> like he destroys it he build it again and now it's back again and then he destroys it again it's back again like who keeps rebuilding that like whose tax dollars are they going let's rebuild that robot that he destroyed last time <laughs> that was a great idea right but let's do, let's, let that let's do that one more game <laughs> one more game and, and and you you know horror movies are easy to make fun of because when they go bad they go bad so spectacularly yeah. like a bad comedy movie is just not funny like i watch oh, right. sausage party it's just not funny when it's bad but i know when one, it's, when know it's one the room or something or oh i about to say i know i know a, a horror host you guys didn't bring up that you guys had to watch when you were younger Tales Miss, from the Crypt. Oh, say Tales from the Crypt, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I used to remember sneaking into yeah. and trying to catch that show late at night. It's like, remember the, like, the uh, cartoon up? show? Oh, yeah. I actually saw a clip of that mm-hmm. the other day, the opening to it. And I'm like, Why oh did you see that? It was pretty bad. It was pretty oh, bad. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I get embarrassed when I see old stuff and people are like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, you never seen Knights of Mesa before? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Cowboys of oh, Mesa. Cowboy, I used to play yeah, the arcade Cowboys game at the... It's an arcade game? Pizza in, uh, Did I, I think t- I was living in Lubbock at the time. They had the arcade game that was like the, uh, you know, like the Ninja Turtles or the Simpsons or the X-Men I did not know that I had an arcade. Neither did I. You just gave yeah. me a new mission. Hell but, yes, me yep. too. Um, I don't know if I told you this story, but we were at a Chinese buffet the other day or like two or three weeks ago. And um, my roommate Greg found... <laughs> A Street Sharks pinball game. No, Sweet. it's got the characters all over it. And he took a picture and said, "I was like, oh my!" I, I went rushing in there. I was like, "I have to see this thing. Like, where is it?" I was so excited. But I would have killed for a biker mice from Mars pinball. Oh my god, I miss. I kind of miss that about like older shows and horror movies. Like horror movies, especially, we don't get that tie-in thing anymore. Like, they'll make, like, a yeah, Jason right. cartoon for kids. Like, why would kids need that shit? But they still <laughs> yeah. did it. Well, okay, so let's run through the gamut here. You had uh, uh, Monster in Adam's My Pocket, oh. Adam's Family. Uh, you Beetle had Tales the, the cartoon? Crypt, Beetlejuice. 
Yeah, all of these are car- head the cartoons. The Adam cartoon and Billy cartoon are legit as fuck. Yeah, the Ghostbusters cartoon great. is oh, one of the great. greatest cartoons ever made. Oh, yeah. Well, um, wait, hold. Full stop. The Ghostbusters cartoon, I'm going to just say say what you said a second time. It was literally one of the most imaginative, oh, no. well It is scarier things. than the fucking movies. Like, it is wholesale <laughs> scarier than any of the Ghostbusters movies. It's a better movie than Ghostbusters 2 by any rights, because that movie is basically <laughs> that, garbage. That, I and, agree. That's pretty and, garbage. Um, like it, it's a it's an intelligent show that we we just we had a lot of intelligent shows when we were kids because there was there was this kind of like race with Disney to see who can make. Well, there the was best no rules. It was almost like they could just throw anything out there. I mean, Levi uh, mm-hmm. had brought up Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice's animation was amazing yeah. for the time, and I still oh, love so that was Ghostbusters, show. And, and I had never so even was, seen the um, movie. So was uh, DuckTales. DuckTales animation was that Disney was taking losses to draw DuckTales at the beginning. Wow. And, and like, the thing is, is that, like, there was, a, there was some sort of weird gamble. Like, there, it wasn't just about advertising dollars back then. It was about, you know, can we make a cartoon people want to watch in prime time or want to watch? And, like, one of the funny things is that, like, cartoons now, even for kids, have shifted towards can this cartoon itself sell toys of the characters in the cartoon? Right. Mm-hmm. And if it can't, they just take it off, no matter how good it is. And you know, you wouldn't get your Beetlejuice. I don't even know. I mean, there were Beetlejuice toys. I kind of remember there being Beetlejuice. Oh, there toys, were. I remember one of them was this. Uh, it was his actual. I wanted all of them. His actual grave. And what you do is, is you would put mm-hmm. Beetlejuice in, like you'd slide it open. You'd put Beetlejuice, the full size action figure, in. You'd close it. You'd reopen it, and then there'd be a tiny version of Beetlejuice in there. So you changed him. Oh yeah, it's like a it's baby. A, uh, like a well, head doll? Like a, like no, a half was like a size version of him. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, uh, you, you might have a crush on What's-Her-Face from Beetlejuice. I can't remember Lydia? Her name. Yeah. Hell yeah. Olivia, yeah. <laughs> That's the saddest and, thing. Wait, no. Another cartoon so. was the Toxic Avenger. They had a Toxic yes. Avenger cartoon. <laughs> yes, I, I remember that. some of those toys. <laughs> I think it was the Toxic, yeah. a, Toxic Avenger and Friends? Or the Yeah, Toxic there was Avenger. some sort of, like... Toxic, Toxic Crusaders. Crusaders. There was it. some sort of like there was always some sort of it. like bullshit tie-in show. It's the ISIS and Shazam Power Hour, or you know, <laughs> um, that weird Mario and Zelda block they used to play, which was oh actually pretty God. awesome. Yep, the Zelda well, cartoon is well, <laughs> off base for that whole fandom. It's not even like it's the weirdest thing. Well, what about uh, what about uh, Nickelodeon was in on the mix too? What about Ah Real mm-hmm. Monsters? Are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Oh, that was such a good mm-hmm. show. No one too. even brought that shit up either. It was a good show. Goosebumps the on Fox, uh, I think I could take it or leave it. Goosebumps used to piss me off sometimes. Why? Like, was a, it, that was some really of Goosebumps' is logic. Like even as a child, I was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like. <laughs> There's that episode where where the kid like I, there was someone was just hateful. It was hateful in a way that didn't really seem to gel well for a kid standpoint. Like there was this one episode where a kid had a shitty little sister, and I don't remember what it was that they were doing in the episode, but it had to do with time travel and like a grandfather clock. And in the course of fighting like the it's monster at the end, he knocks the year off the clock that she was born in, and when he comes back to the present, she's gone. And I'm like, that's really fucked up. Like, instead of coming together with his sister or learning to deal with her, he just erased her out of fucking history. That's Plus, whatever else creepy. happened that year, because you knocked a whole year out of existence. You've killed thousands of people, dude. Like, at least. Wow. And it, it just seemed like a... It, it seemed... I don't know. I, I did like some of the Goosebumps books, 
but they did get pretty dark for kids i felt like and like i wasn't afraid of them but i didn't know i did realize at a certain point that these are darker than most media that they'll let us consume as kids and yeah. not mm-hmm. just dark in a way where it's like well, there's we a had, sad story happening uh, when we but it kind of ended had, dark we had stuff like edward gory and stuff like that on the shelf at, at the library and a lot of that edward influenced gory. me um, Edward Gorey, it's very similar to, if you've ever seen the original Adams Family artwork, it's very similar mm-hmm. in style. Um, real thin people, real angular features, dark shadow. Oh, you mean eyes. like uh, uh, Tim Burton style? Yeah, actually, yes. Actually, Tim Burton is a direct, you could draw a direct line between Burton or and Or Salad Fingers. Oh, get out with Salad mm. Fingers. That's salad Fingers is some scary shit. You know what? That's actually a good point, Justin, because now you're getting into stuff that was around in the early 90s that was creepy on the Oh, internet. hi there. I'm Banana Fingers. Yeah, no. no that, <laughs> those Flash movies were just off the chain. There was some really, you know, they, creepy stuff. They only there. just finished making Salad Fingers, like, 2013. Like, it literally, the guy just finished doing it. And it's it never stopped being as creepy as it was. It's it's a fucking mind trip. But yeah, Levi, like, I... Wait, hold real quick. Levi, are you familiar with what we're talking about? Nope. Just You've it. never seen Salad Fingers. Oh my god. Nope. Yes. Salad Fingers is one of those things like if you were without crazy. a TV in the dorms and you wanted to scare a girl, <laughs> you're like I can't get to movies because we're not at a movie theater. And so you would show them the Salad <laughs> Fingers because it's the scariest thing you could find on a Flash cartoon it's before YouTube pretty, existed. It's pretty creepy. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it I is listed say. next to Happy Tree Friends. So oh, I've never seen a clue what it is. much Happy Tree Friends. I've seen a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> if you like things getting dismembered, it's funny. Banana Fingers <laughs> is is like a. I want to say it's a joke they made about South Fingers. It's like a happy-go-lucky guy with like bananas for hands, and it's. <laughs> That's why I brought it up, and Gil was kind of like, "No, not that. Don't say no, that." There was some creepy stuff out there, man. Well, oh I, yeah, it is. I think we've run the gamut of just about everything related and not related to Halloween. I think we can cover. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Halloween. We went yeah, over we memes. Were. went over politics. We went over our me- love of Ghostbusters me- and Moon Mesa there Arcade There are some good games. TV episodes from TV shows, but we don't have to go into that now. You some know, great Halloween episodes. Moon yeah. Mesa. Next week we're watching Cowboys of Moon Mesa probably had one. Join us for our spinoff podcast, <laughs> uh, cartoons you probably never heard of. Um, Justin, we have to start a Cowboys of Mesa podcast. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the the three <laughs> Mumesa M- Amigos or something. I don't know. The three Mumigos? Weren't they cows that rode on horses? Like, that yes. was fucked yep. up. It's they like sure were. Goofy having a dog. Is that slavery or what's happening with Pluto? Is he a dog, Maybe. too? Maybe he had some sort of mental break. Join us next Mickey week for our sneak peek so to cartoon cartoon uh, <laughs> breakdown or cartoon lowdown, where we we go back and we watch just, cartoons and talk about them. We just riff about cartoon logic. How come Scooby Doo yeah. takes place in the seventies, but Scooby Doo uh, a pup named Scooby Doo takes place in the eighties? <laughs> it's like what? In the eighties? Question mark. He's Benjamin Button of dogs. <laughs> They're all Benjamin Button. <laughs> They're all caught in a time tra- time loop. <laughs> you just solved uh. the show. Um, we do want to take a little time at the uh, bottom of the show to give people an update on the uh, one of the other major projects that Levi and I are working on. Um, we have finished filming a 30-second promo as well as episode zero of Midnight Lair, the actual TV show I mentioned a little earlier. Um, we're exceptionally pleased with how the product turned out. 
To that end, we're actually going to be at an event here in Houston on uh, the 25th uh, called Horror, Horrorthon. Ugh, I almost said Horrorcon. Horrorthon. Uh, at the uh, Regal Cinema near the Ikea. Uh, see the show notes for the actual link to the event for all the specifics. Uh, but we'll be on site with the whole Pumpkin Bomb Productions crew uh, showing off the uh, episode, uh, questions, trivia, and you may actually win a chance to have a walk-on role in the episode 6 or last episode of season 1 of, uh, of Midnight Lair. Um, Levi, do you want to give them any more info about any of that? or? Um, well, actually, as we're recording this, tomorrow I'm going to post the 30-second promo so you can go to our uh, YouTube channel. I'll put a link for that in the description as well. We're kind of in a transitional period, but uh, it will either be called Midnight Layer Studios or Pumpkin Bomb Productions on YouTube. You can find that promo there and check out what we're doing. Yeah, and to that end, we actually... Um, uh, are now officially incorporated as Pumpkin Bomb Productions. We actually have our own little production studio that we're all a part of. Um, so you may see some just slight adjustment changes to maybe how uh, we brand things for um, from the Bone Vault. Uh, but it's going to be the same content. It's going to be the same three hosts, uh, all of us coming in, bringing our uh, insight and uh, wandering down roads you never thought possible <laughs> when talking about that we things. never intended ever ever we're gonna bring in a first uh, we're gonna bring a fourth host in it's a puppy it's a puppy it's like <laughs> no it's you... got to be a cowboy that rides a horse oh jesus it's an actual cow an actual i thought we were cowboy. bringing in scrappy doo but okay I, yeah then i'm leaving nobody <laughs> wants to bring in scrappy doo <laughs> no one wants to deal with that <laughs> But I think with that, guys, we'll put the uh, final nail in the coffin for the evening. But I do, I do want to ask, um, uh, just as, as a wrap-up and, and a summation to our discussion, you know what, I'll say it even easier. We'll just say, you know, I think Halloween holds a very special place in all of our hearts for different different reasons. We have different things that have made up, whether it be our childhood, our formative years, uh, and bring us to the point now. Um, but, I, you know, for me, nothing puts a smile on my face bigger than when I start seeing uh, the black and orange uh, uh, decorations start showing up in different department stores, uh, when I hear people start complaining about pumpkin spice everything, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I get to see these, the, the what I feel is I keep, I'm Halloween 24-7, but it's cool to see how people, you know, lighten up a little and, and have a little fun in the space that I feel I occupy most days of being a little a creepy kid. Um, so I'm, gl- I'm glad we got to sit down and, and the three of us talk about this and share our experiences and wander down some real weird avenues. Um, and if you guys like this stuff, uh, get, get those comments to us. Email us. Tell us about your, your childhood experiences uh, uh, with Halloween and how you grew up and traditions, odd traditions you might have about it. Um, let us know if you like this kind of content. We'll keep doing these graveyard graveside chats where we're a little extemporaneous instead of having a specific topic. And uh, if you guys like it, we'll do more of it. Um, Levi, where on the web can they find us? Well, Gil, they can find us, like I said, on YouTube. They can also find us at fromthebonevault.podbean.com, and you can search From the Bone Vault on any of your podcast collecting services, which I guess you already have because you're listening. <laughs> just do the same thing again. Yeah, just do that again. Do that a second. Subscribe though. on all your devices, a separate account. Give us reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may actually. Uh, 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 I think we may institute something where if uh, uh, we'll go s- uh, scope out our five star reviews, and we will l- get Justin to read literally anything you put in there. So if you guys put in something uh, crazy, we'll get Justin to read it. <laughs> Why me now? 
Oh, because. Because uh, you made us watch uh, uh, Nymphoid Barbarian and Dinosaur Hell. Oh, you loved it. <laughs> um, well, with that, guys, uh, as always, I'm Gil. And I'm Levi. And I'm Justin. Stay scary and happy Halloween. Spooky, scary skeletons. Spooky, scary skeletons. Spooky, scary skeletons. Spooky, scary skeletons.